This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast postgame show. I'm Jay Zawoski, Greg Boyson, Mario Cherubasi with me here in our West Loop studios. We are presented, as always, by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Hawks lose 4-3 in Nashville. Lucas Reichel records his first NHL point. And fellas, another loss against a desperate team on the road. We saw a lot of very familiar Blackhawks things, uh, some disastrous shifts in the defensive zone, some uh, opportunities to pass up a shot, you know, like, hey, there's a pass to be made. Let's try it. Um, and, uh, you know, Kevin Lankin and losing his crease a few times. But overall, the effort was there for the better part of the game, pretty even. They just ended up losing. So I can't muster a ton of anger in this one. It's just this is what the games are probably going to look like from here on out. And the fact that they had an opportunity to tie the game late uh, and they, they put forth a pretty solid effort with the empty net. It's just a that's, talent thing at this point. That's something that, you know, the the efforts with the empty net goalie pulled at the end of games, we've seen a few times where it's like the desperation's not there. Right. The desperation was there this time, which is mm-hmm. if you have to be in that situation, it's something good to see. But but yeah, we're at the point where if you're you know, if you're coming into this this game this afternoon and thinking the Blackhawks had a chance to to beat the Predators, you're you're you're, I, I admire the optimism, <laughs> but you're also setting yourself up for a, for a, for a tough afternoon. Yeah, the you know the, the effort was there. There were some some bright spots in the game, um, but yeah, it's just like you said, they're, they're not they're not more talented than the Predators, and it just it just showed. It's it's not the lineup that's going to beat a team like Nashville. Yeah. Um... Best part about this game was it started at 11.30, so it's <laughs> over. Yes. Uh, we'll sit here. We got the sun out behind us. It looks like a beautiful day out there, so we can... It's deceiving. It's like 40 degrees. That's all right, though. <laughs> but I'll yeah, take sun all the sun, right. sun, Sunshine sun. is good, yeah. All the stinking rain we've had the last couple of weeks, give me give me 40 in the sun. Mm-hmm. But uh, So we get to talk about the Hawks in the afternoon and get enjoy the rest of our Saturday, so that's good, uh, but... As you guys said, the effort was there. We saw the effort against the Sharks uh, Thursday night. It carried over into today. But you can be the, the team that tries the hardest, but in the end, a lot of the times, the team that's got the most talent is going to win. S- still a lot of the same issues. You know, just for for a little while there, especially in that second period, it looked like Jeremy Carlton was back behind the bench. The way the defense was just Defensive everywhere. Chaos. Nobody knew where to go. Yeah. Nobody was picking up a guy coming in. Uh, this is nothing new for this team. Um, you know, there was some urgency in that third period. That was good to see. It seemed that like, hey, we're down 4-2. Maybe we should start shooting the puck. And yeah. they did. And they and they scored. And they, they put some pressure at the end. And they, mm-hmm. they had a couple of good looks there in those last couple minutes. Just couldn't get it done. Mara, you pointed out earlier that, that UC Soros has got just ridiculous numbers in the regular yeah. season versus the Hawks. Uh, you know, I think in 13 careers, he's like eight. I think he's eight, two and two now in like 13 career yeah, starts. I mean, he's Black carrying Hawks. on That's the tradition good. that Pecorine started yeah. for years. What was this? They said on the broadcast, uh, Predators have beaten the Blackhawks 20 of the last 23 meetings. Yeah, it's like what that feels right. That feels right, and <laughs> it also those, it feels right, and it also just still doesn't settle well yeah, with no, you. The Predators have our the Hawks numbers traditionally, except for those two playoff series. They yeah. pretty much got the the number. Yeah, it's yeah, you know the, the Predators. They're one of those teams that they're not. 
they're not going to blow you out of the water with superstar talent, but they just play. They come at you in waves. They don't stop. Right. They've got lots of guys that are are uh, hard to play against. Um, you know, I know that you know we the Hawks re-signed Reese Johnson because he's hard to play against, quote unquote. That's a coachy thing they love to throw out there. But the Predators, man, they they forecheck the hell out of you. They got defensemen that that love to join the rush. You don't know where it's coming from. Um, so, you know, the Hawks gave their best effort, but, but as we've said so many times this year, the Blackhawks' best effort is usually not good enough to win hockey games. So so a couple a couple sub-stories in this game. First of all, uh, if you missed the news, Dylan Strom's dog, Wrigley, who is an Instagram star, only two years old, yeah. uh, passed away yesterday after some complications after a procedure. So Dylan playing the game with a heavy heart, uh, it's brutal. Uh, losing a dog is the worst thing ever. Um, Lucas Reichel picks up his first assist and then Patrick Kane scores a goal and then heads uh, over to the, to the, to the, the, the one, one goal in the first period. Yeah. And he's given it to a predators fan. So he just met the media. This is from Ben Pope at the sun times. Yeah, Kane says, quote, I just saw it was a Nashville fan. So I caught him on it. No real reason. Pope says he hadn't said anything to you. Kane says, quote, um, nah, we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> so I'm going to guess the guy There's did say be, something yeah. to Patrick There's, Kane. There is something more to that, and yeah. I, oh, I, I want to know. You know what, though? I'm a big fan of red-ass Patrick Kane. The last yeah. few games, Patrick Kane's been playing with a little bit of an edge. He hey, is pissed. He is not happy with the way things are going. And that's the way. Jonathan Taves had questions last game about how to lead during a rebuild. Patrick Kane is showing you how yeah. to do it, saying, screw this. I'm tired of this. I'm done with it. I'm going to will this team to victory. And he's playing with an edge. You see him mixing it up after plays, getting some cross checks in there, some slashes in there. Patrick Kane is not effing around right now. And, and I, I like it. I, I want to see more of that from Patrick Kane. I bet you that guy is a season ticket holder and has been giving him crap for uh, years. Yeah. Right. And he finally had enough and just and said, he's, he's, I want to know what he said to he's him. He's got you know? a face and a profile that you remember. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, no, good for Kane, as you mentioned. Who would have thought a couple of years ago that we'd be here and say Patrick Kane is the more mature between him and Jonathan really? Daves. What a bizarre world are we living in right now? But yeah. it's true. Kane is showing more leadership than Taves has, at least with the comments and doing it on the ice. So he's backing up with his play the like the he's showing the will to want to still be here, be engaged, yeah. be a you Lots know, be be. be a leader for the team. Uh at least showing it on the ice, which is kind of more important where where the you know the team needs to see it right now. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's it's two 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 point night for him. And it's I, I, I want to give a little little credit to to Strom there for playing. I know a lot of people will say, Oh, it's just a dog, but man, I'm a dog yeah owner and it's not just a dog. A two year old dog dying all of a sudden, that's rough. He had his he had his name on his stick. Yeah. That shows mm -hmm. you right there, you know, what it is. So and that's I, brutal. I believe uh Ben Pope did a story um, I think it was last season about uh, Dylan and the dog Wrigley and how, um, you know, during Dylan's kind of struggles uh, in, his, in his past few, you know, few seasons with Chicago after, you know, kind of bursting onto the scene when he first got here, how that relationship has actually helped Dylan kind of deal with some of that. And it's kind of just talks to how, you know, a relationship between a human and a dog can actually have that kind of effect. So it's, Really hard to yeah it's, to see uh to to see that and awesome to see uh Dylan play uh and and played pretty well got an assist on 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 that Kane goal uh, that he you know mean mugged the fan on so uh, good good for him and uh, so Kane would have been able to talk crap if it wasn't for Dylan Strong's pass so yeah we'll, we'll, exactly we'll give yeah. him the credit for that one so yeah hopefully yeah. Dylan and family can uh, yeah you know. Have some better days ahead. Ugh, yeah. brutal. Nothing worse, I'm telling you. Um, back to the Kane and Taves thing. I know this is a little bit unfair to do to Jonathan Taves because there's a lot of circumstances that are leading to his subpar play this year. But uh, Patrick Kane, 25-53 of ice time, uh, two more points, ho-hum. Uh, 26 minutes. Five shots on goal, another shot attempt, uh, and a block shot. Jonathan Taves, I'd love to see where this stacks for his uh, ice time 14.53 of ice time for Jonathan Taves. One shot on goal, uh, and he was a minus one. 
Jonathan Taves is a third line center. That's what he is right now. And it's really hard as a Hawks fan to kind of swallow that pill. And look, we were all really thrilled when he was able to come back and play this year. And he's, he's stayed in the lineup, which is great, but he just has not been the same guy. And has he been better lately? Yeah, I would say so. But today's Mm -hmm. game feels like a step back. And, uh, I don't know. I think he, more than anything, is the big story of the offseason. And we've got a long time to get into this, but it just starts to feel like, boy, does he want to be here anymore? And if, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, there's, look, like I said, there's a lot around Jonathan Taves physically and mentally that are impacting the way he plays. But I don't know. It just kind of feels, it just feels different around him right now. It feels as this season has gone on and now as this rebuild period has gone on that more and more it feels like, you know, we Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane tied together for their entire careers and this offseason is, is going to be no different. It really feels the difference is in, in Kane, the ability and the attitude is what you would want to have on the re- on on a rebuild team, and with Taze, it seems like the better business decision would be to not have his ten point five million cap hit, or to not have his extension, whatever it would be, hanging around. Yeah, no, which it, is which is weird to say. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. we all know that Taves isn't going to be the player he was, and that's fine. That it happens mm. the way he's played. Um, but you can deal with that if the, 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 the attitude wasn't there. And I mean, we're seeing a lot on the ice where he's just kind of drifting through the defensive zone, kind of just skating in a circle, hoping somebody gets in his way. There was a point when they had the empty net where Taves was in the pred zone and the Hawks were at the blue line trying to enter and he was just kind of half-assedly skating back towards the bench, just cut through all the action. That's just stuff you don't see from him. And maybe it's exhaustion. Maybe it's whatever. He had a maintenance mm-hmm. day yesterday at practice. Maybe it's just time to shut him down for the year. I don't know. Yeah, I, I yeah. Look, he's not – I don't know if he's actively hurting the team, but I don't know. It's just been such a weird – couple months with him. A weird season, to be honest. Weird, weird couple, couple been of very weird, yeah, been Very weird season. We've seen things from Taves that I think we never expected to see. It's one thing if he comes back from the year off and the concussions and the, um, what is it, chronic fatigue? Chronic fatigue, uh, chronic immune response syndrome. Yes, all those sort of things. If the effort's there but the results aren't, but it's just, I don't know, he just feels like a totally different player right now. Mm. And I, I don't know, it's, it's very, as a Hawks fan who loves Jonathan Taves and everything he's brought to this team and, He's on the Mount Rushmore of the team. You know, it's just hard to see him play this way. It's not what you would expect. And it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like Jonathan Taves is playing to Jonathan Taves' standards. I think that's where a lot of his frustration is stemming from. And then on top of it, it's dealing with the going into a rebuild and dealing with, you know, the team losing. It's a lot of things that are new to him in his professional career. And it's... It's difficult to change with with you know change your mentality and change your expectations as an elite level athlete to kind of hit a wall and basically be like I can't do what I used to do. The team's not going to get the same results as they used to, and the future, immediate future, doesn't involve Stanley Cups as it has in basically the almost the entirety of his career. So it's it's a lot of frustration kind of piling on one another for Taze, and I can understand the you know, just all of that building up and not being able to kind of push through it because he's never really had to push through that much in his career. Yeah. But but it is still tough to kind of it's tough to it's tough to see because it's unexpected. Um, but it's also kind of tough to deal with because then you're now it's you know he's behind the microphone and he's making statements that make us as fans and and also members of the media kind of question like what is his interest level in in being around here and what is his impact on on the roster kind of having all of these things go on with him in his career and how he's expressing it yeah he's a guy that's famously and been rightfully so praised for his career by leading by leading by example mm-hmm. and the, the, i don't know what kind of example he's setting right now yeah just to you know 
I mean, we see him at practice, and he's engaged, mm-hmm. and he's he's being a good teammate, and he's he's you know. But then you see some of these these plays. I mean, as I said the other night, uh, the um, the Kings game, I, I I had the first goal against on the radio. I was still driving in here, and Troy Murray went out of his way to call out Jonathan Taves' lack of effort in the defensive zone. When has that ever happened? Yeah, right. Like, so it's. And again, there could be a lot of things going on. You know, mm-hmm. we never know what's inside a player's head or how he's feeling. And a guy like Jonathan Taves is not going to, uh, you know, admit to anything. So, but from just watching from the outside, it's not a good look right now. No. So maybe it's just, you know, needs an off season to refresh and figure out what he wants to do and then take it from there. Um, and we also... Um, I, I think too. Sorry to interrupt you, Greg. I think the whole team needs a break from this season. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about right, it the last yeah. few couple shows, and it's just this whole year has been a grind on on all these guys. Some that were here during the Kyle Beach thing, some that had to sort of stick around and and deal with the uh, you know the shrapnel from oh, that wow, whole yeah. thing. And it's just from Bowman resigning to the coaching change to the off ice controversy. And to the losing, it's yeah. just enough. <laughs> and yeah, we get to the end of the season, and you know we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. But we get to the end of the season, and that news cycle is not over now because of the NHLPA report that right. came out. So, yep. right. yeah, it's, it's 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 been a forgettable season, and it's definitely one that everybody involved needs to move on and and reset. And and as we've seen in our chat, uh, I know we meant to, but we joined in the other conversations. We did want to give out a shout out to. Uh, Colin Delia and his family. He wasn't at, didn't make the trip to Nashville, left the team. He had a uh, death in the family. Uh, Derek King said yesterday it was an uncle, but so we want to send our condolences out to the entire Delia family. Uh, Kale Morris got the recall from the Rockford Ice Hogs and got to watch the NA, the game from the tunnel. I don't guess they don't, they didn't even look like they had enough. Is there not enough? Enough room on the Nashville bench there because every time they showed him, he was kind of hanging out in the tunnel there. So Interesting. not the best seat in the world, but you know what? Free team meal, free plane ride. Not, not the <laughs> worst. You, you know, and you could have worse days at work. An NHL game check doesn't hurt either. It definitely doesn't. Yeah, so, you know, uh, yeah. So just we'll give yeah. out from everybody up here. We'll, we'll just give a, our uh, condolences to the Delia family, and uh, for sure, uh, it sounded like he'll be back uh, on Monday with the team. So, yeah. comment from Riley ninety nine in the chat. He says Taves always play with so much pride. It makes me feel like there's something wrong, and I think that's yeah where we're all at. And we yeah. want to know what is what's wrong. Is it physical? Is he unhappy? Does he not want to be here? And I think for Kyle Davidson, that is question one to answer. He's got to get to the bottom of it. Say, hey, man. Like, sit down with me. I know that's what Jonathan wants, right? So he can be told how to lead. Says more. Uh, it's just let me know what's going on with you, honestly, so I can know. Like, was it just exhaustion from missing time and playing a full season? Are you are you in? Are you out? This question, it's the question number one that needs to be answered this offseason. I feel like that's a conversation that has to have already been had. I would and think we're, so. And we're probably just not getting the full yeah, story. Yeah, true. Which, which I, I fully get. I, you know, you're not going to get – a professional athlete that's going to give you the behind the scenes or going to give you a 100% honest right. answer about what they're dealing with, what they're thinking. But, you know, I, I it is the question that needs to be answered in the offseason for sure is what what does Taze want his future to be with with the Blackhawks involved or not? Because he he controls that decision with his no movement clause as, you know, for at least through next season. So, if, if, if he doesn't want to be here or feels like he just needs a refresh for himself physically and mentally and wants to do it elsewhere, then he needs to say that. Yep. And I'm 100% believe the Blackhawks will do right by him and be like, hey, if you want to go, you, you know, if you're going to waive the, the no movement clause to go wherever, we'll make a deal with however you need to do it to gets you to where you want to go. He holds all the cards. Mm-hmm. He holds all the cards. He, They can't trade him anywhere until he agrees. Mm-hmm. So he can not only say, yeah, I want to be traded, but he could pick the team he wants to go to. So it's I, up I, to him. I'm just very fearful we're going to get in one of those situations where the Hawks are going to have to give up something to get rid of him. Yeah, I wouldn't do it then. We don't. I don't yeah, want another Tavo Teravine no. incident. Just, like, you just you suck it up and, and deal with it for a season, and then it's over. Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, or try to move them at the deadline where maybe there'll be a little more right. value for them. And you can re- and you, you retain right and the, the salary, salary cap hit. Maybe so maybe, you maybe it's something you, you you bring him back and you you hope he has you know somewhat of a good season and you can move him at the deadline where it's more mm-hmm. feasible. Because uh, right now no one's lining up to take that contract. Tom says in the chat, "Love the Hawks, but can't wait for the season to end." Uh, typically, I'd be with you, Tom, but. We need games. We like games. We like post games. They're a lot of yeah. fun for us here on CHGO. Post games are easy yeah, well, content, as well, I like to say in the we'll industry. We'll definitely ride out the, the rest of the schedule. Because yeah. August is going to suck. Yeah. Tell you what, Tom, we'll end the season, but you have to promise to be in the chat with yes. us every yeah. game yes. this entire summer. Tom, you want to spend three weeks in studio with us? Come on down, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Bring pizza. Well, hey, uh, we appreciate all your support in the chat and with the podcast and everybody that's been listening and interacting with us anywhere. But the best way to support CHGO is to download that points bet app and use code CHGO when you do. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect Live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and if you want more, you can always boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois, so you can go to the PointsBet app, download it, sign up from start to finish from your couch. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700 remember the bulls playoffs start tomorrow our chgo bulls crew will be all over it so don't miss their post games their pre games and you've got a watch party coming up on what is it friday, friday. at uh, third at- rail yep so make sure you join those guys at third rail on madison right right around the corner from our chgo studios mm-hmm. so uh, matt and big dave and will will be all over the bulls playoffs so parlay your bets on points bet and watch along with those fellas and they'll get you through the Bulls playoffs. Bulls Bucks tip off tomorrow. I might have to check out that that watch party. That might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, it might be. It's going to be a it's great gar- time. If Matt and Dave and Will are there, it's guaranteed fun. Exactly. It'll be a good yeah. yeah. Watch out though. There you could get hit with a random flying <laughs> Watch out for hats. <laughs> yeah, like they did like hat. the uh, you know at Wrigley beware of foul balls yeah. sign. Watch out for beware of Matt's be hats. hats. Watch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be good. That's that could uh, be fun if we didn't have back to back like three in the morning post game. Yeah, I might chalk that down. Yeah, but I might, we'll see. Might still be sleeping on Friday. Yeah, because don't forget this week more uh, CHGO after dark uh, sleepover parties. West oh, yeah. Coast hockey. Yes, always, always nine, nine p.m. start on Wednesday. Nine thirty start on Thursday. Thank you NHL schedule for that. Stay up with us, please. We yeah. will. We will have post games for both of those. So for you third shifters and uh, insomniacs. We got you. We've spent a lot of time. If the game uh, doesn't put you to sleep. We'll do our best. <laughs> we we'll, do so. we'll put you to we'll sleep. We'll put you to sleep. Uh, we'll just do like an ASMR show. Yeah. <laughs> the Blackhawks have <laughs> fallen. Oh, God. You guys will love that. That'll be good. Um, one thing I want to mention, we talked a lot about Kevin Lankin and recently, and you could see the Predators really went to school on him today. Mm-hmm. They were just throwing, anytime they had any sort of a look at all, they were putting a puck on Lankin in, and four more, uh, four more goals in this one. I don't know if I was quite as down on his performance in this one as, as some of the more recent ones, um, but still he just does not look like the same guy. I don't know if it's a, his confidence shaken. I know he's dealing with a little bit of a hand discomfort yeah. situation, which could be impacting his play, but he just has not looked comfortable in the net for quite a while. I don't know if you can really blame him for any of the ones in this one, but four goals is a lot, and it's becoming the norm. The... I believe it was the first goal of the game was glove side on him. And we, you know, we talked about the hand injury and how he's, you know, the catch, you know, catching pucks and, and using the, the, the glove to make stops looked, hasn't looked the same I since can't remember then. remember the last time he's, he's made a strong glove save and, and then mm-hmm. and absorbed the puck. That wasn't like a, you know, a puck flipped at the net right. that he just caught. It There's was, a lot of, he's like, 
bad at it. It looks yeah. like he doesn't see the puck until it gets him. Like he's not tracking the puck mm-hmm. at all. Where it's like it's more. It's not him in making the save. It's like holy crap, there's the puck. I better swat at it. It's with a my lot. Yeah, it's a lot of. It's catching him off guard, and that's not a good thing. It's when you're a lot rolling. of loose and like flopping around. Like it, it doesn't doesn't seem no. like a confident, locked in like you know in a groove goaltending. Yeah. Well, fellas, uh, I played a little bit of goalie oh. <laughs> in the 1994 uh, Orland Park uh, Street Hockey League. Oh, so wow. I can speak from experience. Goalie expert, Jason. That when <laughs> things start to go poorly when you're a goalie, they start to go real poorly. Yeah. You can't stop a damn thing when mm-hmm. your confidence is shaken and you're just out of the game. And I know there's a slight upgrade from Orland Park Street Hockey to the NHL, a little, little bit, a little bit, just yeah. a tad. Comes at you a little faster, a little, little bit, a little different. But you get the sun in your eyes sometimes. Just saying. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things like where it starts to unravel. It, it gets really, really mm-hmm. bad. And when you don't believe in yourself, this is any sport, right? Baseball, whatever. If you're yes. struggling at the plate, those things can just compound. And I think baseball is a good example. You look at Chuck Knobloch and John Lester, who suddenly can't make a routine throw to first base. Mm-hmm. The, the the head yeah. the confidence part of sports is something that I think in the era of analytics and stuff has started to be dismissed a little bit. The mental game is very important. And I think we're seeing a lot of Hawks suffering from the mental struggles yeah. of a long season, let alone the physical and the talent. You parts. can you can kind of compare uh an NHL goalie to an NFL kicker. Once the the mm-hmm. wheels get off the track, it's hard to get it back on. You know, the confidence. You miss a couple of kicks in a row, it's in your head. You give up a couple of soft goals in a row. But I think, man, as we're seeing these last couple of weeks, th- th- there's no room for error on this Hawks team. It seems yeah. that every mistake is in the back of their net because they don't have that goalie that could just make the big save or they have the goalie that makes the big save, but he kicks it right back to the middle of the ice and then it's behind them. It just gives you a new appreciation for what we saw this season from Mark Andre Fleury, and it gives you a, a, a real appreciation of what we saw for so many years with Corey Crawford. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you could say those Cup teams. You can, but I mean, they were the they, last they were last more couple, talented teams, but he's still yeah. But look, shined. I mean, even his last couple seasons here wasn't great in front of him, right? And, but. But when they but but even those cup teams made mistakes and they gave yeah. up great scoring chances. But you had Crawford there, you had Flurry there to make that big save. Hawks don't have that. Kevin Lincoln is not making that big save these days. Colin Delia doesn't make those big saves, no. not at the consistent level that we're used to. And uh, you know, it's it, it makes it, it, it just shows you how valuable that goalie that can come mm-hmm. up and and because now everybody in front of the goalie is thinking too much because oh i can't i can't give up a shot because he's not going to save it and a hockey team that thinks too much is is not a good hockey team yeah and it it it, it makes the rest of the team in front of kevin lincoln and lose confidence in in their game because if they make a mistake then they know they're not going to get bailed out and then it gets hung on them so it just makes everyone else, it just down the line, just kind of like makes everyone else play tight and like you said, over, over overthinking it, yeah, tentative. And it just kind of snowballs into, you know, poor play, defensive breakdowns. And, and we saw that uh, on, on a number of goals uh, this afternoon where, you know, a defensive breakdown happens and no one's there to, to, to bail out Seth Jones or Jake McCabe or Alex Vlasser, whoever it was. Um it's just it's it's just where the the talent level is at right now. You, you you don't have anyone that's there that can like really save this team from themselves. It's everyone's just kind of down the line. One mistake turns into another, into yep. another, and they have to find find a way to battle back in all these games, which they they do put in the effort most of the time. But it's just these holes that they have to dig themselves out of, and it's been all season. You mentioned appreciating what we had in Crawford and, and other things in the past. And AJ from DNVR, our sister station in Denver, um, was tweeting about the Avalanche this morning. 53 wins, a franchise record. These are the golden days you reminisce about when things get bad again someday. Appreciate the moment. It's okay to enjoy today and leave the worry about tomorrow for tomorrow. And I responded and said, as a Hawks fan, I feel this. Don't take yeah. the great times for granted because they'll be gone before you know it. And ain't that the truth? 
Yeah. Those mm-hmm. cups feel like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Oh my god! It took the yeah. Avalanche a long time to get back to where they are. I mean, yep. they, they early early two thousands they were the team. They were the dominant team, and took them a long time. Yeah, but uh, you know, look, I think anytime you are that good, it, it is hard. It, you're going to have a a long fall off until you're back to. And Colorado's had some good teams. Right. You know, they've had some playoff teams and some decent stars and things like that, but. You look at the Red Wings, too. It's taken the Red Wings forever to get back to prominence, and they're still not there, obviously. Right. You're seeing it, the arrows pointed up on them. They've got one of the best GMs in hockey who obviously has a love for the franchise, rebuilding things, and you see they've got some really great young players on that team, but it takes time, and Colorado is the evidence of dominant in the 90s and then just have not been able to get back to where they are right now until now so hopefully it doesn't take the hawks that long mm-hmm. to get back to competitiveness and contenders we'll see it's just it's really tough for a team that's this good for this long that was always picking so low in the draft and then when you did get some good picks you had to move them out terravinen because mm-hmm. you had you know bad contracts you had to move out so it's it's tough so yeah it's you know, Avalanche fans, if you're watching, appreciate it while you got it because it is fleeting. Well, this it goes could, away quick. Now that we're back on the rebuilding side and we're hopefully going to be stockpiling a lot of really good talent over the next few years, uh, definitely this offseason we need to have a show discussing why the NHL salary cap sucks and it needs to go away. That could be a week-long series. Yes. So that's something <laughs> that we'll have for you in August when we're out of actual hockey news and tom's gonna be here feeding us content yeah there you go (laughs) thanks tom speaking of content (laughs) if you love the content you get at chgo every show this guy with the segways (laughs) my god beautiful you guys set me up i knock him down uh if you're loving the content we're creating here at chgo become a member over at uh chgo and you're gonna get a free shirt great Dope merch. You can get that Blackhawks shirt, uh, that logo right there if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Looks you can great. get that on a shirt. If you want to get one of our, you know, CHGO random shirts, we've got the great logo with the Chicago flag, the script. There's bears, there's bulls. The sky shirt is phenomenal. The logo is great, and it's baby blue. Everything looks better in baby blue. Not only that, you're going to get great access to all of our written content for all of our teams, not just the Blackhawks. Baseball season's in full swing. We got great teams covering both sides of town. We got the Bulls playoff push, uh, the Sky. It's all coming. Bears and round the clock. Bears. 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 Uh, So, you know, it's all there. And you get access to our members-only Discord channel where you can jump in and talk to all of us. We're going to definitely try and be more active over there as well, especially as the season wraps up. We'll have some exclusive question-answer sessions there in the offseason so you guys can give us some ideas while we're struggling (laughs) for five hours a week. Uh, But seriously, become a CHGO member. Sign up. It's the easiest thing you can do. It's You're not going to regret it. You got all the perks. Yeah. And uh, also got the the CHGO newsletter coming out on Monday. Yeah, that's, that's free. By the way, that, that's free. You don't have to become a member of the site. You can sign up for our free newsletter, and you can even customize it to. Uh, if you're not a baseball fan, you don't have to get the Cubs socks. You can get just the Hawks news. See, I like. There's a bunch of people in the chat saying, "What about a members only jacket?" I think we need to get CHGO I'm all members over only that. Jackets. We're working on. We do. We'll, we'll we work do. on the jackets. If you know somebody at members only. Uh, let us know. It's like just one sad guy behind a desk, <laughs> like Gil on The Simpsons. Oh, geez, just waiting for my call. I would love a CHGO members. I would wear the the hell out of a CHGO members go. only jacket. All right, yeah. let's get to our uh, fourth stars of the game. We got to get to Lucas Reichel and the fact that the Hawks have burned his first year. That's kind of the big non-on-ice story of the day. I'm going to go with Dylan Strom as a guy who has lost several dogs over the last decade. <laughs> I know how hard it can be to perform uh, under those circumstances, I would assume Dylan probably wasn't home for that either, which makes it even harder. So uh, my fourth yeah. star goes to Dylan Strom for playing well in a game with a certainly a heavy heart uh, after losing his buddy Wrigley. So uh, it's tough. I've been there many times. So Dylan, we're all thinking about you, man. And uh, he gets my fourth star of the game. I am going to go with young defenseman Riley Stillman. I yeah. can argue that that was the best game he had all season. He had the goal. There in the third period, a, 
a redirect from off of a Patrick yeah. Kane pass. Net he, front presence. He headed to the net with his stick on the ice and got rewarded. I mean, it was a simple play, a great pass by Kane. But he, he had three total shots, three hits, five blocked shots in just over 16 minutes of play. That's a very he was, productive He day. was active, yeah. That's a kid that's saying, hey – I want more ice time and um, acknowledge me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean for right, Riley Reigns, number sixty-one. <laughs> but no, great game for yeah. him. So he's my fourth star for a guy who has an extension for the next few seasons. He's kind of playing for a job. Yeah. yeah. So and if he plays like this and th- like he played in this game, I can live with that. He'll keep it. Yeah. That's yeah. a solid five or six that I'm definitely happy with and satisfied with. Yeah, for sure. Best game of the year from him. Let's no see. How, let's see how he uh, builds off of it come Monday. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, the aforementioned Lucas Reichel. Uh, first NHL point, a secondary assist on the uh, Dominic Kubalik goal. Uh, this was his tenth NHL game, as Jay mentioned, um, burning the first year of his entry level contract. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, he's had a, a number of chances in the 10 games that he's played to get his, not only his first point, but his first goal a, a few games back, he had two great chances that just, uh, weren't able to, to end up in the back of the net, but yeah, finally gets on the score sheet now. So congratulations to uh, young Lucas. Is he the, is he the, the fourth star winner or how are we going to, how are we yeah, going to do let's, this? Cause let's, I, let's give sure. it to Lucas. First give it to him. It's a good way to, uh, to segue into discussing about his future. Well, since... He's become an official contract yeah. year player. He's a point per game player. He's a Way point per game since, up to the his, hype. since his contract <laughs> uh, was since burned. His, yeah. yeah, since the first year kicked in, he is a point per game player. That's, they had a cool breakdown. That's a superstar, my friend. Cool breakdown of that goal by Eddie O showing that it was uh, who who got the pass to Reichel? I think it was McCabe. It was McCabe. With yeah. a Reichel 70 McCabe, foot pass yeah. to Reichel. Then Reichel spins along the board, gives it back 73 feet. Mm-hmm. Back to McCabe, then McCabe uh, with a 38 foot pass to Dominic Kubelik for the tap in. I like when I get into those, some of those, those uh, next level stats. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I like that sort of stuff. So that's cool to see. All right, so and good for Kubelik to score one. I, yeah, it feels like he needs those gaping nets to score in. <laughs> Sometimes, um, but yeah. hey, man, whatever it takes. I, I line drive in the paper. Yeah, no doubt. So um, that was great to see Reichel get that 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 assist finally. You know, he's probably feeling the pressure to get some points on the board here. And like you said, he's had his chances recently, so nice to see him get rewarded. And sometimes the secondary assist seems kind of silly or superfluous, but that that made the play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that uh, peel off and pass back to McCabe was right on the tape, and it set up Kubelik perfectly. Yeah. So those, I mean, those are solid. the those are the kind of plays that you you get excited for from these young players yep. to see the confidence to pull off a move like that, the vision to find McCabe trailing into the play um, and, and to, to set up a great scoring chance. And that's something that I think uh, Lucas Reichel can, can really develop and, and build upon in his NHL career. And um, it's a lot of what we've been seeing with him at the AHL level where he's had confidence to, to make plays like that and, and be able to, you know, take over some, some games for the ice hogs and, uh, he's he's had a tremendous season in the AHL, and now he's he's finally got his first NHL point. And you know the 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 discussion around should he have played uh, beyond nine games, and 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 to use this first year of his contract this year, making him a restricted free agent in the summer of 2024 rather than 2025. We've talked about it a little bit, but I think there really isn't a wrong answer in the way that the Blackhawks are handling it. So you know if if now that Obviously, he has played his tenth game. The first year is is being used up. Um, it's I'm fine with it. I'm on board with it. I understand. We were talking about it during the game. This is a move that we're not necessarily used to seeing, where Kyle Davidson, as GM, is thinking about the future and not immediately this season. Uh, whereas past regimes, it was kind of like, okay, we'll focus one year at a time because we're trying to contend one year at yeah. a time. It is it is refreshing and different that. There's a Blackhawks general manager that is thinking three, four years yeah. down the road. That really. was never something Stan Bowman ever did. Mm-hmm. It was always about what can we do right now, right now, right now. It was never about the future. It was always um, seemed like, a, well, let's just do this now and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. We'll and worry that's why about the future when we get there. And right, that's like why we're, the Brent Zebra contract. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing? We'll figure it out. Yeah, you got to take Tyler Johnson back at $5 right. million bucks now. Yeah. You know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> 
Madeline points out in the chat. Thinking in general is new. Good point. It is. <laughs> Good it's, point it's, for Madeline. It's, uh, yeah. So it is refreshing. And, and as you said, it's like, you know, maybe it does make more sense to get him on that bridge deal a year sooner. Gives him a less of, you know, another, sh- you know, if he has a good year next year, you can give him that extension next year. Right. As After opposed season, to now yeah. waiting. And then maybe he has two really solid years and all of a sudden that price goes up. Mm-hmm. So get him while the, while the price is down. And then you lock him up for a couple of years to so where when that contract expires, he's still an RFA. And then you go into his big deal if he's earned it. But it gives you some more time and more patience to see what you got with him. And then hopefully lock him up to a nice team-friendly deal for a couple of seasons beyond and see where you got, see where you go. Because hopefully by the time he he's due for that big deal, if he earns it, the salary cap isn't an issue like it's been in the past. Right. He's going to be the second guy behind the brink kit to open up the vault for and you could set it up and work around it so well and jones too yeah well you know that's already there right that well, vault that vault can't be closed yeah go ahead i'm still looking something Man, up. that just killed my buzz i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not trying to do that but it's uh, i was surprised when i saw it happen and then when i saw um charlie romeliotis was the first guy to sort of write about and explain it it does make sense, and um, you got to also think about, you know, I think that, not that it's, it's apples and oranges a little bit, but Chris Bryant, when the Cubs, you know, messed with his first year, held that against them forever. He yeah. was so unhappy about that that it, it lingered throughout his entire career in Chicago. Sometimes doing a solid for a player can pay off down the road, and if, you know, if Kyle and, 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 and Lucas's agent are in, you know, some sort of negotiations a few years from now, Kyle can say, hey, look, man, like we very easily could have sent him down and put him in Rockford after nine games and said, we'll start the contract next year, but we didn't. So when he cut us a little slack here on the second or third contract, take a million off, take a half million off or whatever as some sort of nod. I'm not saying that will happen, but it certainly doesn't hurt the case, right? The Hawks have something to say like, hey, look, we looked out for you back you know, back in 2022, maybe you can sort of return the favor here as we're looking to improve and grow this team, and we need every dollar we can to do so. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're at the point where Kyle Davidson gets the benefit of doubt until he loses that right privilege. Well, so uh, far, so good. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I don't have much to complain about. You know, there are some things I wish, you know, you couldn't get anything for Calvin DeHaan at the deadline, but, you know, that's done, moved on overall so far. I've got very little to complain about with the start of the Kyle Davidson era. We're going to see how his first draft goes. We're going to get a really good idea of what he wants, the kind of player he wants to build his team around as early as July. We've already got an early look at it. Yeah, he definitely likes size. Yeah. He definitely likes guys that are hard to play against. Mm -hmm. There's that term again. Yeah. That's going to be a shirt. Hard Hard to play play against. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, he brought in... Sam Lafferty, extended Reese Johnson, Radish brought Kachuk, in, right, yeah, Radish Kachuk, he exactly, yep. Guys, you know, and it's not a bad strategy for the next couple of seasons. Like, hey, we may not be the most talented team, but you're going to know, you're going to f- wake up the next morning and know you played the Chicago Blackhawks. That's Black right. Hawks. You know you played the Bears because your leg is broken, <laughs> despite winning 35-3. to three. You might have kicked their ass, <laughs> but you got a few new bruises, my friends. Don't you forget it. Yeah. We didn't win the game, but we won the fight in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, well, we're starting to, by the way, I shared uh, an article from a blog in Tampa that the that Brandon Hagel is under some pressure. Only three goals uh, in his uh, since March 21st. You know, man, he's not shooting 22%. Lightning fans are they're turning on Brandon Hagel. I, I looked at the rest of that site. I don't know. <laughs> I sent a blog, I don't know. which might be generous. That guy's sources were the beer vendors. <laughs> yeah, but, but at least one guy with an internet connection in Tampa yes, yes. is somebody, done with Brandon Hagel. Somebody with 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 a, with a dial-up connection the, wrote an the article. The fan club of the Boris Kachuk Lightning uh, fan club president yeah. is yeah. pissed at Brandon Hagel. Other B. Kachuk. <laughs> well, and... and, and you know, to to the point about finding the right players, I think, you know, if if da- I don't know exactly the the role that Davidson played in draft decisions, but this previous draft, there was only one player that the Blackhawks brought in that was under six foot 
200 pounds. Yeah. So it was, it was evident that the, you know, the, the part of the goal of the draft was to get size into the, the, the prospect system. Whereas in the last few years, it was a lot of smaller puck, you know, speed, smaller speed puck movers. Stan Bowman only liked to draft guys his size. <laughs> he didn't want to be the shortest guy in the room. Six yeah. feet tall, got no space for you. Yeah. Well, so, you so know, it's five ten. You're my guy. So After you're reading Kyle Davidson. Sam Boma was not the smallest guy in the room. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Davidson, not the most physically imposing person. But I think you know it's it's something that the Blackhawks have have missed, uh, and it's something that when you look at some of the the blueprints of teams that get to the playoffs and make deep runs, they're is it's not size just for size sake. Right. It's the size for plus a skill. purpose plus skill. Right. You look at uh, Boston, Tampa Bay, St. Louis, like these teams that have had deep runs, especially on the blue line. Those are some big bodies to deal with. So I, I, I think it's, you know, for a team that's looking down the line, if you can can build up your prospect system with players that, are, that have the, the right uh, mixture of size and skill, it's the best way to do it. Yep, no doubt. And, and look, you, you just look around the NHL and the teams that are winning, they're not doing it with tiny little guys. No. And sure, you can have a couple of those yeah, a guys. Few. Yeah. I mean, it's not we're not we're not the the people to say Alex Debrinket was it shouldn't be in no, the NHL course. just because he's 5'7", 150 pounds. You just can't have 12 like, of them. Right, exactly. Someone's got to be able to, right. you know, go into the corners. Someone's got to be able to be, you know, not only be a net front presence offensively, but also push someone out of the net, uh, which is something that the Blackhawks haven't had defensively in uh, in a while. So, yeah, it's I, I think you know if if da- if that's part of Davidson's vision for the for building the roster, I, it's something I can I can get on board with. Too fat sure. and a skinny. That's right. It's key to victory. It's proven. proven look for, at this podcast, man. Proven proven formula for success. <laughs> Too fat and a skinny. And uh, if you know, it, it, I, I think that's that's the best way to to build a winner, and the best way to build a winner for yourself to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app. Uh, if you do that and you use the promo code CHGO when you sign up, not only are you going to get two risk free bets for up to two thousand dollars. But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which we've talked about numerous times. Uh, it unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and they'll be happy to help out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is now available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You mentioned the physicality thing, and I think especially over the last handful of games, We've seen a different kind of attitude from the Hawks. They're playing with a little bit of a snarl. Mm-hmm. You're seeing some post-whistle stuff. You're seeing some gloves getting dropped. You're seeing, I mean. Seen some post-game scrums. Definitely. Like, like today. This one, the San Jose game, those games got rough early. And maybe that's sort of the shifting tide here of, hey, like we're, we're not, you know, we might not be able to outscore you. We might not be able to keep the puck out of the back of our net, but damn it. Like we're going to fight hard. And, and that's what they did in this game especially. So I'm sort of looking forward to that. It's something that even when the Hawks were really good, they never beat you up. They didn't have to. They had the puck the entire game, which was part of it. Right. It's like, why aren't they getting more hits? Well, they've got a 75 percent when you got the puck on your yeah, when you got the puck in your own zone, 54 minutes. Who are you hitting? Yeah. Right. But I, I do think that it is an indicator of what Kyle Davidson values, and I think it's not just. I don't think you're going to see like a, a goon movement here by any means, but they've wow. got to have guys that are willing to go out and pay the price. And we saw several instances. There's one point in the game, uh, Mario, where you're like, why isn't anyone coming to help the Hawks in this fight? <laughs> and three wrong. Hawks were under the pile. Like, oh, well, there they are. They're all laying underneath Predators. <laughs> it was a clown car trick. Yeah. But it was just, it, it's, you know, you're starting to see that that turn. And I, and I'm, I, I wonder if that's, it's it's got to be just based on the moves he's made so far. Well, be, be, that's what he's looking at. That should make Monday's night's matchup with the Calgary Flames more intriguing because we just talked about roster construction. Look at the Flames. Mm-hmm. Sure, they got Johnny Gaudreau, your undersized, highly skilled superstar. But man, they've got some big guys on that 
team, your Blake Coleman's, your Milan Lucic, they got some guys that Chuck, Chuck, yeah, yeah, they've got the guys that are hard to play against to go with the skill set, and they're in first place in their division. Mm-hmm. So well, you get you know, the key to Zadorov, and look what happens. That's uh, the uh, I'm key sorry. to success. God, you were just you were just getting the stabs in the heart. <laughs> it's today. his birthday today. We got to be nice to Is him. We oh, have to be nice yeah. to I anybody. liked him. Happy birthday. I liked him more than anybody else. He's a big galoot. Yeah. Just pushing people well, around. Hopefully, he finally affects the Blackhawks at the United Center in a positive note on Monday yeah. Yeah. by turning the by, by getting by nineteen a feet out of, by getting nineteen <laughs> feet out of position yeah. to allow a goal. But th- that will be it'll be interesting to see if the Hawks bring that physicality against the Flames, who are a team that loves to bring the physicality. Mm-hmm. Their coach Daryl Sutter, Blackhawks legend, according to Eddie Olchek, uh, Daryl Sutter. <laughs> I don't know about that. Throwing uh, legend around a little loosely these yeah, days, but yeah. it's okay. But it's okay. Um, you know. He's a guy that expects his team to work hard and be hard to play against. This is the theme of the show today. But, you know, so it'll be great to see if we see guys like Kachuk and guys like Johnson and Stillman and these guys mix it up a little bit more against a team that thrives off of that. And and let's see how they go. Like, if Kyle Davidson wants the build, his vision of the Blackhawks are kind of like what the Flames are doing. I'm okay I'm with for that. that for they're, sure. They're, they're playing a number of teams recently that you can say, hey, this is a good way to build a team. With Nashville, you know, they, they said on the broadcast, they've done really well drafting defensemen and goaltenders it's and developing them. Yeah. That's a pretty good way to build a team. Yeah, if, you, if you prevent the other team from scoring, you're gonna uh, you're gonna win more. Than you're you gonna lose. have a, yeah have a good chance at it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's different ways to to do it, and I I think you know. On Monday night, we'll get another another example of of a of a good way to to build a team that can have success both in the regular season and into the postseason. I think Calgary is going to be a very difficult uh, out in the Western Conference playoffs, so, so it'll be it'll be fun to to see how they uh, how they stack up against and, them. And you guys can tune in right here, and we'll we'll have live post game. Jay and I will be here. It will be Mario's turn to be the boy in the bubble on Monday night. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, we'll have the post game. Hopefully, we we can talk about another good effort. Maybe not necessarily a win, but a good effort against a good team and some physical play. That's all I'm looking for. That'd be great. Uh, sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm looking at Keith Kachuk's Wikipedia page to see as, as if he has does. any more children to draft. <laughs> and uh, well, maybe this is the year we finally trade for Keith Kachuk. I've been yeah. hearing about it since 1994. I want two fats and a skinny. I used to I used to work with a guy every year. That was his that was his rumor. The Hawks are getting They're Kachuk getting this Kachuk. year. That'd be nice. Amante for Kachuk. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I just any bring me Kachuk like people. Kachukians. You know? Kachukians. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One more uh, stab in your heart, Greg. Before we wrap up, Ryan Hartman scored his thirtieth yeah, goal. Man, of the that season doesn't today. stab me in the heart because I never liked Ryan Hartman. All right. Fair there enough. There you go. Fair enough. All right. We're gonna wrap it up here on the CHGO. <laughs> Let him waste somebody else's money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up here on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Post-game show, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for joining us in the chat on your Saturday afternoon. We've got a bunch of holidays going on. I don't want to exclude anybody, so happy holidays. Is that that? Multiple multiple holidays this, this weekend, yeah. Whatever holiday you are celebrating, we hope it's an enjoyable one. Yeah, enjoy your holiday. We greatly appreciate it. And remember, we're presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. He's Greg Boyson. Right there, he's Mario Tirabasi over there. I'm Jay Zawaski. We'll talk to you Monday on the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show.